Welcome to the Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Freire, and I'm here to help you find, retain, and develop entrepreneurial leaders within your organization so that you can have a thriving business. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, I have a phenomenal guest, Chris Baker. He has uh, several roles, but one of his main roles is that he's the managing director of the Circle of Entrepreneurs. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for being a part of the show. Hi, Ken. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Well, absolutely. Today, the topic that we're going to be discussing is bringing social entrepreneurship into action. Now, there's a lot uh, there, right? Packed into that. So the first question is, uh, what is social entrepreneurship? So some people might not even know what entrepreneurship is, but now let's talk about social entrepreneurship. What's that? Yeah, great question. Um, and to be honest, I could start by saying that there's a few different definitions, a little bit like there is in entrepreneurship as well, um, around what exactly constitutes social entrepreneurship and, and being kind of socially entrepreneurial, should we say? Uh, it's a uh, it's an ongoing topic, an ongoing debate, um, and, and one that I think uh, a lot of different people might have a different definition for in, in the details. At a broad level, though, uh, social entrepreneurship is sort of what it says uh, on the tin, right, which is uh, entrepreneurship, so being entrepreneurial and, and growing uh, new businesses, new ideas, new propositions, uh, impactful uh, work within big corporations, but doing so that uh, with a social uh, angle. So I delivering social impact in some sense. Uh, the idea is that you have, you almost have a, a bit of a triangle between um, profit, right? Finance and stuff. Um, the, the impact it has on the people who are running that um, and the people, the business that you're working for. Um, but then also uh, a social, a social impact. So what are you delivering um, and how does it actually make the world a better place? So social entrepreneurs are people who are working on these sorts of initiatives or just trying to do better and really point big corporations, big organizations, other companies to be more socially impactful from within. Um, I like to think about it as, uh, it's really important for if you're trying to, you know, knock down a castle walls, right. You know, you'd have people on the outside throwing rocks, throwing catapults, trying to get over the walls and change the system. Um, but it's the easiest way in is to have someone on the inside, open the gates for you. Right. So yeah. it's also people on those roles within the big corporations making change from within, because you often have a really good chance of doing so. So yeah, a few different ways of phrasing it, but, but that's what social entrepreneurship sort of means to me. Man, that's great. Can you give us some examples of, uh, companies that are doing well in social entrepreneurship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's a couple of, uh, relatively famous, uh, examples, um, of, of organizations that, that have launched sort of new, new products off the back of it. Uh, you know, a friend of mine, Tim Hurd, you know, he, he worked on with, with his co-founder, a number of things at, at Barclays, um, so a big bank here in the UK, um, uh, you know, around, uh, ways to, uh, launch products and, and cards and uh, and other kind of financial products that ultimately uh, have a social impact in terms of donations when you pay or, or these sorts of things. So it could be something like that, you know, a good example. I know Barclays had a big sort of social entrepreneurship angle for a while, but um, also SAP, you know, a company that I, I have a lot of friends at and people I work with, um, they run a big entrepreneurial program, but they increasingly uh, theme their, their entrepreneur, 
entrepreneurial ventures around a social impact. Um, you know, they have a big strategy around around that. So all of their ideas that come through the entrepreneurship program now have a social uh, tilt in the main um, and look to try and achieve some of that social angle. So how can they use technology, right, to, to deliver better social outputs uh, for organizations? So they have a kind of big scheme there. Um, that are doing a lot of things there. And, and, you know, you'll also see things in the news of organizations that are trying to become more sustainable um, or trying to launch new products, whether that's in their supply chain um, as well. Some of that is, is, is kind of now business as usual, right? Yeah. Um, but, but a lot of the time, you know, there, there are some pioneers still and organizations that are launching brand new sort of ways of working that, that actually bring some social value to it as well as trying to start a new, new bit of venture. So yeah, organizations do it differently. I would say a bit like they do entrepreneurship, but, but social entrepreneurship, I think is increasingly common, um, mainly because people are passionate about social value and they want to work on projects that mean something to them, uh, in some sort of way. So, so that is increasingly becoming, uh, the norm I feel. Okay. Wow. Okay. So that's really good to know. And, and as we think through that process, then uh, a couple companies that that come to mind is like Tom Shoes, right? Would you say that they mm-hmm. they focus on social entrepreneurship because they give like fifty percent, you know, or you buy one and they give one uh, pair of shoes free to to the poor because that's the social impact they're trying to make. Would that be a good example? Yeah, I think it's a great example of a social entrepreneurial organization. So, or should we call it social enterprises? So for me, I mean, put it this way, the best example or, or the ideal example of an organization that has undertaken social entrepreneurship well is companies that were purely profit making and have since switched their models to become more, you know, along the B Corp line yeah. um, and other ways where social value and impact is embedded in what they do. And then you start seeing the social value, like whether it's like a company like Patagonia, for example, um, out there in all of their products. Um, everything they use, everything is kind of that sort of thing, a bit like Tom's Shoes where it's at the core of their business. So that's almost like an ideal transformation. The reality is that a lot of companies that start today would probably be social uh, enterprises because that's so at the root of what's going on right now. But if you think of really big kind of classic profit-making organizations, you know, the big bad guys of capitalist society, um, how do you change those organizations to actually deliver a mm. bit more impact um, in a way that's, that's useful for them? You know, Unilever, um, you know, had a really big program around that as well. Um, I remember one, one initiative that they launched, which was about getting, um, getting more, um, basically using or, or training and educating um, people in indigenous cultures in hard to reach areas um, to deliver their products. Um, and they paid those individuals, you know, a, a good salary essentially for their, for their efforts um and that not only uh brought sort of women of those cultures into the working world and helped them provide for their families and increased equality uh, it also for unilever um got their products to market so weren't other able otherwise able to service so you, you see a lot of that on the fringes of areas as well um happening that's great man so so that being said uh you have seen a lot of great uh things that companies are doing and trying to help bigger companies but what are some things that you have seen to be misguided approaches to social entrepreneurship as these companies are trying to get into it? Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's almost two answers to that, to be honest, or, or things I'd focus on. One is, um, oh, sorry about that, uh, door's going off. Let me re-answer that question in a second. Um, yeah, so there's probably um, two ways that I'd uh, I'd answer that really. One is to focus a little bit on the um, 
the use of uh, social entrepreneurship as a bit of a, um, a smokescreen um, when it's purely just to try and engage their people. Okay, we have a little bit more of a social purpose now. We want you to think about social things. Um, but it's still kind of heavily rooted in that old school um, CSR kind of view, which is we make loads of money, but here's a little bit we'll give to charity and we'll get our team to do some volunteering and some fundraising and make people feel good about themselves. Yeah. Your social entrepreneurship isn't about that. The kind of point is that you're launching new initiatives, not necessarily profit-making, but are sustainable or are initiatives that are trying to change the company more holistically, like schemes or or you know boards of youth uh, kind of you know youth shadow kind of uh, boards and all that sort of stuff um people who are working on really great initiatives like that um are, are, are really interesting where where it falls down is if it's if it's just kind of um wordplay to say okay we have we have a bit more social impact you know you have a bit of time but when when push comes to shove people don't get the time they don't get the resources they don't get the support they need to actually carry out that 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 work so um yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of that stuff, that kind of more traditional. Okay, make a make a lot of noise, make a lot of stuff, but then don't actually follow up with it. Um, and the other bit around social entrepreneurship is more wh how, when do companies sort of feel that they don't need to do it anymore? Um, I feel like ten years ago it was a bit different. There was more of a kind of pressing need for people to go to organisations and say there is a business case for social value but i think a lot of that has come out and it's quite common knowledge now you know i don't know about you but i think most organizations realize that to keep customers and to uh, keep profits going and to be sustainable in the future world they need to look after the environment they need to be more socially impactful they need to get that stuff right to attract great talent and to to deliver good products and keep keep their business model going but um so that's all there, but that doesn't mean the case for social entrepreneurship isn't just as strong. It's now more about ideas. And if you're not, as an organization, giving space for those ideas to actually grow, because you're keeping people in, they're just delivering the here and now, and you're losing that innovation bit as well as that social impact, then I think that's where some companies get excited about social entrepreneurship but don't actually see the value or don't actually kind of follow through and give it the time and space it needs because it is a long-term kind of strategy um, rather than just a, a kind of one-off um, you know, go paint a fence kind of activity. Yeah, man, that that's really good to think about, especially when you were talking about the, sm the smoke screen, right? Where people are just like, oh, you know what? We're going to do this for fun or yes, it's going to be great. Uh, but they just kind of check it off the list and then move on where you're saying, no, no, this is a holistic paradigm shift where yes, the business could still make a profit, but we're also trying to figure out how do we impact the, the society at the same time, right? Yeah. So, so with that, if, there is someone, an entrepreneur or maybe a CEO or exec who's listening to this and they're like, man, I want to take action. I, I want to know how to actually do social entrepreneurship well. What are some things that they could start doing to take action on this? Yeah, it's a great question again. And I think I'll answer that in two parts, a bit like you asked it, right? So, so people, social entrepreneurs, people who want to do something within a business, um, that it, it's, it's great to think about the bigger picture. And it's great to feel that you're entrepreneurial or it's a desire of yourselves to be entrepreneurial. Um, but that can get lost in the realities of the work you need to put in or the effort you need to put in or the chance you're going to have to do it. So what I would say first uh, is maybe a couple of tips, right? Get your friends, teams, colleagues together. Get them together and think about 
what it is you do in your roles, what it is your business does, and where there's um, real problems, social problems that also kind of fill into that as well as business problems that need to be solved. Get your friends together, talk about it. It'll definitely be an interesting conversation. Get your colleagues around it. Bring in a couple of people from outside if you want a little bit of a kind of external view, but have a conversation and get people yeah. inspired. And then really think about what kind of solutions or, or, or kind of group kind of ideas do we have here? Once you have that, you have a little genus and you have a bit of a support group around you to try and take this stuff forward. After that, it's all about continuing to be really curious, uh, continuing to explore that problem, understand a little bit more about the social impact it's having and why that's important to solve. Um, put the time in, keep working at it, set yourselves kind of manageable goals to kind of keep things moving forward. Um, and work out who it is you need to be involved with, who are the stakeholders you're going to need to kind of think about, manage, bring into this at the right time. Um, and don't fall at the first hurdle because there will be blockers. There will be issues that you'll run into and it will feel a little bit frustrating. That's the nature of entrepreneurship. I feel when yeah. you're working against that corporate sort of immune system. So don't be put off, take those learnings, keep that team around you and keep driving it because the impact you're going to make is really big. I, I think if I was thinking more from a leadership perspective and how do you facilitate that? I mean, there's a load of ways you can think about do your, you know, is your strategic and purpose priorities cascaded properly? Do people in the business all the way down to the most junior people understand what that is strategically for you, what purpose means strategically for you, why it's important for you as a leader or as a board or as an exec or as a VP or whatever. Um, do people really understand that? And do people feel that they can engage with it or do they feel that it's just something that's going on above their heads and ultimately they just need to do their job? So is that a, uh, um, something that everybody in the business really feels they can engage with and try and, and help you to enable. And then the other thing I would say is that if you get the vision bit, right, and that's circulated, great, but for people to really have time, like they need to get that off their immediate line manager or you know, kind of middle manager in the business, there's always tasked with delivering what they have to do, but also managing teams and they're the squeezed middle, right? So you've got to enable those people to get something out of it, to feel like they have the space to give their team members and themselves the chance to kind of undertake social entrepreneurship, to give them the time because they see what it means for the business, but also what it means for them and how they're going to be incentivized and brought along that whole uh, journey as well. So don't forget about those people, you know, don't just kind of give the big figure. Oh, yeah, let's all be strategic. Let's all be social. Great. Get you know, junior people fired up, get people fired up, but then, you know, just feel like you're the middle managers in the middle who are, oh God, more work for us. You want to take my team out of their day job. I don't feel like I want to support this. So I'm going to try and block it. And that's where it falls down. So if I'm a leader, I'm thinking big vision, do people really know how they can engage with it? And how do I actually enable that management layer to feel that they have the space to give their teams that opportunity and the resources they need to make some of this stuff actually happen? because in the end it will deliver on that strategy. Yeah, man, that's, that's really good to think about is that ultimately as you're getting all these other people involved, the, mm -hmm. one of the key people that most people forget is that middle manager, right? Uh, and I can see this, I, I've seen it sometimes where like an executive leader goes to a, a junior leader, a junior partner or a junior leader and it's like, hey, go mm -hmm. do this. And the middle manager is like, what happened to me? Like, what about my yeah. job? What about everything that I need him to get done? So yes. it's a great insight, man, to think about that. So, so with that, I, let's fast forward a little bit. How do you know when uh, you've arrived 
at social entrepreneurship or you've accomplished the goal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no easy answer to that question because it's so contextual. Yeah. One thing I always think about with entrepreneurship in general and specifically social entrepreneurship is that, you know, it's not, there is no playbook. I don't think that anyone could write that gives you the exact answers. You know, there's so much stuff about entrepreneurship. It's so obvious. You need to go and you need an idea. You need a problem fit. You need to go and find a VC or bank or a loan or your family or do some crowdfunding, whatever. You need to get money basically to do this thing. And then you're going to go and make some profit and you have to deliver, et cetera, et cetera. If you don't do that, it doesn't work out, but it's clear what the path is in the main. Everyone has a different journey, but the path is yeah. clear. For entrepreneurs, what works really well in one company, in one specific situation within that company may not transition to another company in another environment in another time in another role, right? So entrepreneurship is always super contextual. So if that's already the nature you're playing in, then what good looks like, what success looks like, what arrival looks like is obviously therefore going to be really contextual as well. Um, so I, I think it's trying to use that as a bit of a reflective exercise for the individual and the teams involved, right? You're never probably going to, um, unless it's super simple and you say, great, we just wanted to hit this goal and then I wanted to hand it over. I think there are loads of different points where you can feel like you've achieved something. It could be a launch of a product or a service or a new business bit that you get to head up and you get to kind of take off. Fantastic. It could be a spin out of that, right? If you're really successful um, and you get the chance to kind of run that as a full-time job. Or it could just be where you hand it over to somebody else to take on. It could be where you roll out of the project and you say, great, that was good. I started that, but this is where I end it. And I feel like I made an impact already. Um, and, you know, it could also just be a learning experience. It might not work out or it might get you somewhere and then you go in a different direction. And that's also fine. And that's also success in a way, even though it might feel like failure, because that's a big learning you've had and you've done what you can to try and get that across. The fact it didn't maybe work out in the way you intended doesn't make it a lack of success. So I'd really encourage people to, to definitely understand that the context matters, you know, any impact that you can drive that impacts society in a positive way is success. Even if it's just changing people's mindsets or giving people more of a room for a voice, even if it isn't, you know, serving, solving world hunger, fantastic, amazing, right? That should be everyone's ambition, right? But any kind of little steps you can take that point some of these big companies or organizations that maybe weren't doing as much in this space in the right direction. So we can all pull the world together towards, you know, a, a better, a better situation that is positive and that should feel like a rival if you feel like you're making that impact that's great man as as we're wrapping up here and 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 giving us this great insight on like hey sometimes you you don't arrive at a goal just like oh this is it it's like it's very contextual mm -hmm. to the person you yourself ha have been in these entrepreneurial ventures right uh what mm -hmm. what do you think is one key attribute that other entrepreneurs should grow in yeah um one is really hard <laughs> and I knew, I knew you were going to put me on the spot with one. Um, I could reel off a couple, you know, I think, of, I think of curiosity, right? I mentioned that yeah. earlier. I thought of curiosity about the problem. Yeah, that is super important. You need to, you need to want to know a little bit more about how you, what, what you can find, how you can, how you can kind of solve it, what it really means. Commitment, tenacity. I mentioned that as well. You know, don't fall at first hurdle. You have to keep going. You have to try. 
it's hard. If you talk about it, you just get frustrated. You've got to go out and do yeah. it. Um, you've got to be an integrator. You've got to bring everyone together. But if I could pick one thing for social entrepreneurship, specifically as an attribute, it's pure passion and desire to make the world a better place um, in whatever way that is you choose to make it. Because if you don't have that, the likelihood is you probably won't feel committed enough to your idea to see it through. Every good social entrepreneur I know and everyone working in social entrepreneurship screams passion about whatever it is they're trying to solve or the context in which they're trying to solve it. That is a always a factor. So don't forget that. And I would say go and be a social entrepreneur in a context and on a problem statement and an area that you feel passionate about because that will get you through all of those hurdles. Man, that's going to be really good. I, I, can t I can tell you so many times where I've been in situations where I was like, I'm not really committed to this. And it, yeah. and when things get hard, it's easy for me to back out, right? Because I was not yeah. fully committed. I didn't have the passion and motivation to keep going. So I love mm -hmm. that, man. That That's what you want us to focus on. Any last words before we go? Well, I th the only thing I probably would refer to, there's loads you could say. I, I think don't be, it's easy to listen to something like this and think, oh, I need to be an ideas person to be a good social entrepreneur and to come up mm. with the next big thing. Yeah, that was always a frustration I felt was I wanted to be a social entrepreneur. I wanted to save the world, but I didn't have the right, I couldn't find the right idea at the right time. And, and, and that felt like, what? Oh, do you have to be the person with the idea? The answer to that, I think is no. There are people who are ideas people, the people right place at the right time and come up with a solution. How you can help them and plug into that is social entrepreneurship to me. I feel like if you're working in that way to help people get those big ideas across, then that also counts and you should also do that. So even if you don't have an idea off the bat, don't just sit there waiting for one. Be curious, go find out what else is being done in that space and go help somebody who is working on that. And you'll be just as much of a social entrepreneur as they are if you're helping get that idea over the line. So I definitely say social entrepreneurship is kind of for everyone in different guises. So don't be put off if you're not an ideas person or you're waiting for that idea to just come into your head one day, get involved in social entrepreneurship any way you can. And you'll find it. You, you get that. You can really get that connection to it. That's awesome, man. I love it. If people want to know more about uh, yeah. Circle of Entrepreneurship or the best way to reach you and talk more about this stuff, uh, what's the best way? Definitely. I mean, anyone can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Happy to chat anytime. You can check out the Circle of Entrepreneurs uh, LinkedIn page. And we do also have a few other areas um, that you can engage in coming soon. We're looking to make a forum there's mentorship schemes come on the way so you know if this is something you're interested in do feel free to drop me a message because i think the world always needs more social entrepreneurs so let's all connect awesome man well chris thank you so much and for all of you who are listening uh, make sure you go go check out circle of entrepreneurs check out chris uh, baker on linkedin chris it's been phenomenal having you in and just giving us this paradigm of not just entrepreneurship but social entrepreneurship how do we make a, a better impact to the society around us so that people can flourish. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you like this podcast, leave a five-star review and share this episode with someone who will benefit from it. Until next time.